0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 2 of Design Untangled with myself Chris Mears and my colleague Carla Lindarte.
1: Hello everyone, Um, I hope you enjoy the wonderful music that um, Chris has used uh, without my permission to the introduction of this podcast.
0: Well I think we all know that's bullshit because I have got a Google Doc sitting in front of me with your stamp of approval on that. (laughs) So don't well, don't jump on the bandwagon.
1: Well, people uh, complained about the music because it's not very nice. It's very aggressive. It's like bang 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 bang. Um, but then you don't want to change it, do you?
0: No. Well, I paid nine dollars for it, so it's staying now.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, sorry, everyone. I had nothing to do with it. He basically manipulated lie. me to, to to agree to that terrible, terrible music. So thank you everyone who gave us feedback over um Twitter and the Slack group that um like UX review uh, has for people who started in the UX um kind of world so thank you very much for everyone to pro- who provided feedback um it was interesting that people thought you were american i wonder if you just have an american personality online Chris. i think just an
0: american hairstyle maybe <laughs> it wasn't clear if they thought that you were british as well though
1: no um yeah it was really funny because f- uh, you have a very strong british accent and people didn't realize you were british look at that there
0: we go there's not much i can do about that unfortunately
1: maybe you're just too confident online you sound very american american people are very confident it's a good thing
0: so i'm good at marketing basically is what you're saying
1: <laughs>
0: yes that's basically what i'm saying <laughs> um so yeah so thanks everyone for the feedback you left we had actually better and more positive comments than i was expecting i thought we were going to get destroyed but people were fairly nice i thought they thought we were a bit rambly at points in the last episode is probably fair uh but it was covering essentially nothing so hopefully these future episodes will be a bit more focused but i don't think rambling's such a bad thing anyway it's like a kind of scenic drive you know you get to this <laughs> you get to the kind of end point eventually but you get to see some nice service stations on the way some roads kill you know it's a nice way to <laughs> well, spend the day
1: i hope you uh, we actually get to the end point that that's the that's the whole purpose of this podcast isn't it to at least um give people something a little bit useful um so yeah so talking about useful information today we're gonna talk about All these different, like, terminology that people use these days to refer to very, very, very similar things. So I've got a a description of all these different terminology. So there you go. So first one, humor centered design. Second one, user-centered design. Oh, that sounds very similar. And then we have another one, system thinking and experience design and then design thinking. That sounds really That's So similar, much
0: thinking it. in one <laughs> sentence.
1: And so much design. And then the last one, served design. So let's just play a little game, Chris. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start reading some definitions that I hope actually make any make some sense. And then you tell me what you think about the actual definition. So there, these are definitions that I found on various sources obviously including the internet. Wow, um, what,
0: what's this <laughs> source you speak of? <laughs>
1: um, mainly Google. Did, have you heard about Google? But anyway, uh, so I'm gonna start with um, humor centered design versus user centered design. So HCD and UCD are the overarching framework of processes that integrate a broad set of practices around Understanding the needs, wants, and limitations of end users. Okay. What do you think? Uh,
0: So (laughs) what's the difference between a human and a user?
1: I think it's the same thing. That's what I'm saying. Like People use HCD and UCD as different things, but I think it's just the same thing. It's just basically understanding the needs of a user. This user could be your customer. It could be your internal users and within internal users you have multiple types of internal users depending of the organization um but it's basically the same thing don't you think
0: sounds pretty similar to me
1: yeah exactly so don't that's if people talk about hcd and ucd it's pretty much the same thing it's just a framework and methodology to basically to understand user needs right you ready for the next one yeah hit me systems thinking a lot of people are using that now actually I've been in meetings like in the past couple of weeks and a few people just drop it oh we need to have some systems thinking so what is it so systems thinking is an approach that proceeds digital and focuses on the inter inter oh my god I can't even read interrelationships of all connected parts to understand the underlying structure <laughs> i don't know what i actually <laughs> mean last sentence a bit clearer um design problems cannot be solved in isolation but as a part of one big system i think that makes sense
0: yeah and they're using system to mean organization here or service do we think
1: i think it's all 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 kind of like parties and parts that actually play a part in the in the thinking so it's basically similar to what, what when we talk about customer experience or um, service design, right? It's just looking at how that particular problem or design problem that you are looking at um, relates to different parts of a big system. So if you translate this into um, a website redesign, right? So if you redesign the website of a bank, and then you know that the majority of call to actions are gonna be you know, taking people to the call center, so you need to think about what the impact of that particular call to action has into the overall system. That's how I understand it. and when, when people in the context of people are using it is when they're thinking about, okay, we need to have some system thinking about this is when we're trying to, for example, avoid silos. So yeah. I mean, you're looking at you know a web team versus an app team versus a call center team and people don't talk in, to each other. So it's more like let's just apply some systems thinking about this.
0: So does well, that mean just setting up a meeting? Basically? Is that what systems thinking <laughs> is?
1: <laughs> that could mean that actually. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a very good point. All right. I hope that that made sense. So the next one that I actually have it in in, in my title experience design. So what do you think experience design is before before I read the description, Chris?
0: Uh, I think you are in the business of selling experiences in terms of how you deliver them on multiple channels, I'm going to say. So not just digitally, but it could be on any channel. And you're designing the whole experience for the user.
1: Wow, that's very good, spot on. So this is what the definition says. So a method focused on the quality of user touch point yeah, interactions yeah, <laughs> rather than the wider service. Although often used um interchangeably, unlike pure UX, it can be expanded to cover all customer touch points. So as you said, that's true. If we call ourselves an experienced designer, um, is basically looking at not just one particular touch point or channel, as you call it, is Um, looking at the whole thing. So it's very similar to systems thinking in principle, isn't it?
0: Sounds pretty much like exactly the same thing to me.
1: Exactly. It's just, you know, I've realized that people, um, you know, create a new theory. They write initially a blog and then they write a book and then they make lots of money. Uh, so then it becomes a thing and people start thinking, talking about it. But if you go deeper into the meaning of it, it's very similar to what you've been doing for the past 10 years, isn't it?
0: Yeah, definitely. It's all just rebranding the same ideas, taking on the conference circuit, becoming a UX guru. Yeah,
1: yeah UX guru like you.
0: Exactly. Well,
1: I'm going to go to the next one that I know has been used quite a lot. So design thinking. Design thinking is a methodology of discover, design, prototype, test, and repeat. That sounds like it- iteration. Um, a highly collaborative, human-centered, and iterative approach to problem-seeking and problem-solving. It's fo- it focuses on empathy, ideation, and experimentation to meet people's needs and achieve a solution that is te- technologically feasible and is strategically viable. So... It basically describes the whole uh, what agencies will call their design approach or their approach to, you know, designing new services or products or whatever. So it starts from the understanding, discovering all um, what are the key needs, uh, user needs. How we translate that into some principles. How we um, then how we then translate that into actual design. And let's just prototype our ideas, let's test them and let's keep refining. Um, people use that quite a lot in agile methodologies when they talk about it. So just let's test and learn and, and keep repeating and, um, you know, and learning from what you've been doing. So very similar, isn't it, to what we we used to? Yeah, so you are, you called yourself a service designer.
0: I have called myself that in the past.
1: (laughs) So tell me, what's your definition of service design?
0: I think it is getting involved in designing how the organization needs to work in order to deliver an experience that you're designing. So it's not just thinking about, I guess, in the current marketplace, UX might be kind of defined as looking at digital channels only this would be kind of multiple touch points good old touch points so you know in store online app whatever it is but also thinking about how you deliver that in terms of sort of fulfillment and operations marketing all that sort of stuff
1: Exactly right. So the definition I've got here is it's a set of principles and methods used to create services that meet the needs of people. In short, it's basically a deliver methodology. It's a combina- combinatorial method that brings together a strategy, research, business consulting, technology and creative to create a new service value. This is obviously being written by an agency that provides its <laughs> service. But as you said, it's kind of the front end, the back end of every digital or non-digital service. Um, obviously, uh, these days, every bis- every business should be a digital business in the sense of, should have some kind of digital presence. So that's why digital is very important. But this has been also done by consultancies in the past. You know, If you're gonna change this particular product and proposition, how your organization should be restructured, what skills do you need, what how you as you said how you're going to fulfill that how operationally that's going to improve the way you work so um, yeah so that's basically what server design in a nutshell is
0: yeah so I mean it's worth mentioning as well that this isn't just a kind of private sector thing so service design comes into play quite a lot in the public sector as well so thinking about government services and there you you do have a lot of kind of roots in and different points at which the the citizen in this case would interact with you so you've got call centers you've got maybe stuff like job centers could be citizens citizens advice bureau you know you've got leaflets you know you still got marketing all kinds of stuff and you really can't design in isolation from that so a lot of the work that's gone on from and GDS And a lot of the government departments here in the UK is thinking about that service proposition as a whole. So, you're not, although a lot of the work is kind of digitizing existing paper forms, you need to understand how the organization is going to work to kind of deliver that streamlined experience as well.
1: So, yeah, so service design, um, people use it quite a lot. I also think it's a new way of um, UXers. Before we call ourselves UXers, then, oh, we want to be a bit more strategic or get paid a little bit more, so let's just call ourselves experience designers and now, oh, actually, everything's a service. They're not products anymore, so we are service designers. But at the end of the day, um, in the core, you know, it's just basically understanding user needs from users from outside and inside the organization understanding end-to-end experience and just being able to to improve it or make it better you know that's it so there is a lot of jargon out there and we kind of have to know what that means so us we sound very intelligent in meetings so you always want to sound intelligent Uh, but also so you kind of keep yourself up to date to what's going on but don't get to stress about calling yourself one thing or the other. Actually, believe it or not, one person i met once who's apparently one of the service design gurus um, in this country, he said to me, never hire anyone who calls himself a service designer.
0: Wow, because that's me out of the job then.
1: <laughs> exactly, because apparently a service designer doesn't exist as a role. You're just a service design facilitator which basically means let's just get everyone together, um, you know, multidisciplinary teams working together to solve real like business and user problems. Um, and that's what service design should be. I also understand that in service design, there's a lot of things to, to, to use, like, you know, uh, service design blueprints and all these, like, you know, um, different types of deliverables. I actually recently got, um, one of the creative directors I, uh, for the company I work for recommended this, um, very good website. It's called LeanserviceCreation.com. I can put it in the podcast notes so you can have a look at it. It's got a handbook that uh, describes a lot of like quick tools and things that you can apply to, um you know, to, for example, do some concepting or ideation or uh, insight gathering. So there's quite like very quick and dirty kind of, you know, templates that you can download and use if you are new to service design, or want to do something around in that area. So I'm going to share it with you guys on the podcast notes and also paste it on our Twitter feed, if that if that's good.
0: Yeah, sounds good. Um, So just touching on kind of service blueprints and stuff like that. I think there's differing views on how much value they actually add to the process. I think they can be okay as like a thing to have on the wall and talk around just so the team is kind of focused on what you're discussing. Um, Again in a similar way to kind of pure UX as you might understand it you know there are a bunch of deliverables which you might expect a service designer to produce. That's not to say that they're the only way you can do what you need to do or even that they're the right thing to do just because Some service designer on a blog says, do a service blueprint.
1: Yeah, I also think that the value of these deliverables, any deliverable, is not necessarily the output. I think it's the process, especially for service design blueprints, um, because it's the process that you go through to engage people from different parts of the organization to build it together. Uh, rather than, I've seen uh, companies and projects where we go away and do lots of lots of work, do a service design blueprint, and then we kind of present it back to the client. And they even didn't even, you know, uh, they weren't part of it. And that is a total mistake. And the whole thing has to be like collaborative effort, because uh, that's the whole point of service design. So. Uh, It's not about the deliverable, as Chris said, it's, it's about the process and what you're trying to get out of it.
0: What's interesting about service design is I think maybe it's a kind of facet of UX becoming more mature in organizations as well. So people recognize maybe the value that it added on the digital channels where it might originally have kind of been focused. I think the UXs in those organisations have maybe moved up the ranks a little bit and had more exposure to the other areas of the business. And they've been able to apply their design thinking to solve different challenges in those different areas.
1: That is true. It's basically we're getting older, and we're getting more mature. And we need to start talking business, What that means, you know, more like data driven decisions more like uh, operational efficiencies more the all that kind of business um business consulting stuff that we didn't like before now we have to start really talking about that a bit more um when we got into the conversations so yes exciting exciting times for for ux designers um or, well, whatever you want to call them. You can call it anything, right? Design thinking designers or system thinking designers. <laughs> yeah, as long as it's got thinking
0: and design and maybe a An human experience. or a user. Yeah, any order will do. It doesn't really matter.
1: Well, um, yeah, so I think that's that's it for me for today. Uh, do you have anything else to add, Chris? Uh, you no. think that was actually helpful? I hope uh, well, I
0: guess we'll find out if people tweet us feedback on our Twitter, which is at design untangled. So welcome your thoughts. Uh, as before, we're a new podcast. So if you can leave any reviews, good or bad on iTunes, that helps us out or Apple Podcasts, as it's now known.
1: Yeah. So as Chris said, any feedback is good feedback, um, even if it's, again, related to the horrible music or Chris's accent or maybe my accent. No one's even said anything about my accent, which is very strong. Um, so please, please send us lots of feedback. Um, we're always there to also listen to your questions. If you have anything, any suggestion of topic or anything you want to hear from us, please let us know. That's the, the only way we can get better.
0: It is. Okay. All right. So, see you next episode.
1: Okay. See you, everyone. Adios.